This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. This week was super duper slow, depressing, and challenging for me on all fronts. Um, dealing with stuff with uh, with the kids, dealing with work, handling things for the business. Just it was it was difficult. I'm really trying to get in a place where I'm having consistent days. Um, and honestly, at this point, I don't care if it's consistent bad days or consistent good days. I'm just at the point to where I need some type of consistency so that I can uh, get my bearings. Because having one good day, one bad day, two bad days, like the it's chaotic and it's and it's creating more um, more stress for me, right? And it's starting to, um, like the business stress is crossing over into my nine to five. My nine to five stress is crossing over to my parenting. My parenting stress is, is crossing over to everything. And I know that's human nature and, um, we all have to deal with that. But like I always say, this podcast is for us to try to try to get to a space where we where we can maneuver through it properly. And I'm I'm trying my best to do so, but this week was a fail. Uh yeah, I know I'm super honest with y'all when it comes to um my growth or lack thereof uh as a result of fighting through the mental health stuff and just in general uh being a a a good human being. So this week was just very, very difficult. Um, I got back to work last week and found myself having to train again. And like I said before, I'm good with a day here, two days here, uh, something like that. But I ended up training for like three months and it just it was draining, like just the idea of of having someone sit with you for three months straight. Like I'm not even worried about my work ethic or the work that I do, but just having to have that energy to be available to someone for, uh, for three months straight, five days a week, um, eight to 10 hours a day. Like that's, that's a lot for me being an introvert and already, you know, dealing with the mental issues that I have. So when I got in, um, Wait, was I off Monday? It was Monday or Tuesday or whatever. So basically, I ended up having to train again. So having someone else sit with me and I just I I was frustrated because I already already did it for three months. Right. So. I've already expressed how it's affecting me, my my work during the day, like it, it just is what it is. So I asked my super, like, yo, like, what's, like, what's going on? Um, like, this is really affecting me overall, right? And uh, my super, he, he cool. He, you know, he let me say what I need to say, whatever, because I'm never trying to come off as disrespectful or anything like that. And uh, basically, you know, I still have to train. Um. It just bothered me all week. 
It really did. It bothered me because, like, the person initially, like, like I was the first day, uh, I low key felt disrespected. Like the person was trying to trying to play with my time because, like, I was talking, and they kept doing the hello, hello, you know, like they couldn't hear what I was saying because I was sharing my screen or whatever, and so that bothered me. Um, and I was like, I'm not, uh, I'm already, I'm already annoyed that I have to do this. I'm not about to play. Like, I don't, I don't have time for that. Um, and so my week was just thrown off. Like my week was really thrown off because, because I'm good at what I do, because I'm a person who I show up to work often, um, like if asked with enough time, I will work extra uh, like throughout the day. I'm, I get through whatever, you know, emails they send me that is outside of what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I'm, I'm very reliable and I, I'm just learning that in parenting and in corporate America, being reliable is low key like a punishment because everything gets thrown on you. And I again, I, I, it's not even from a complaining standpoint. It's more for it's more from a, a perspective of I'm really just now recognizing. Like uh, in the front of my mind. Like my subconscious, I know because I'm an adult and that's reality and that's how things going. Um, there's a fly in here. And if you see me or hear me clap my hands, that's me killing the fly. So just my bad. It's just the Nigerian blood in me. Um, I, I, I can't deal with that. Um, but. So I told my I, I told my supervisor, yo, like this is this is not working. And so. He called me. He's like, bro, listen, like, um, this is the situation. Yada, whatever. He explained, like, he explained what he needed to explain. And um, sometimes you, you you don't get the answer that you want. You don't get the outcome that you want. And you got to be okay with that, right? It's work. You signed up for it. It is what it is. It's not fair. It's not this. It's not that. And that's something that I'm realizing as I am building, you know, my business, because now, like before, I was just looking at it from a worker standpoint. Right. I was solely looking at everything from a worker standpoint, but I'm a boss now. So now when I'm in these confrontations and our conversations with my super um, or even the people above him, that's on my mind. So I'm paying attention to how they're handling handling the situation, whether it's a negative way, a positive way. Like I'm just I'm looking to learn, you know, um, as well as be heard. But I'm human like in the like it's so much going on in the midst of me. Uh, advocating for myself, me listening to whatever the reason is that my advocating is not working, um, but also taking notes for my business of how I want to handle or not handle things uh, when I do start getting people uh, a part of my team. But I noticed that it's crossing like the stress of everything is crossing over in everything. Right. And so for me, I'm I, like once things start crossing over, that's my cue to slow down. 
because I can't bring work emotions to company emotions. I can't bring company emotions to parenting emotions. I can't bring uh, uh, parenting emotions to friendship. Like I can't, I, I don't work like that. I, I like, it's difficult for me because I always end up feeling a way like, like, I'll give you an example. I'm frustrated with work. So the kids could do something right now. And depending on what it is, they'll get away scot-free, like without me even batting an eye. Because in my mind, I'm like, I'm frustrated with this. So I'm going to take it out on that. And so I'm very in tune with myself to know um, when I'm at too high of an emotional distress level to mix the two. So I'm good there. But on the the day to day, it's like it's difficult. It's difficult. Like right now, I'm I'm frustrated because I have to log in to work tomorrow. And I know I'm most likely got to train again with this guy that like I don't, I don't I don't know. I never met him, you know, in person or anything like that. So it's difficult. Right. Um. So that made for a very distracting, very, very long week. And just the idea of like, essentially, I'm 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 reliable. And that's supposed to be a good thing. Right. That's supposed to be uh, something that, you know, you take pride in and stuff like that. But I'm learning that my reliability gets taken advantage of. Uh, whether it's corporate America, whether it's in relationships, even, you know, with my kids, like my kids will not, my kids will not. And, and, and I'm talking when, when, when me and their mom's relationship was, was okay. Right. My kids will not ask her for anything. And it's weird to me. Like that's always been weird to me. It's always like, they'll ask me and I would have to say, call your mom. But it's because the level of uh, reliability, sorry about that, reliability that I showed them, right? So everything gets put on on me as the parent, not because they don't have another parent, um, not because of the relationship between me and them and their and their mom, but solely because I'm over reliable. And I love that. Right. It's 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 daunting. It's frustrating, you know, because sometimes I do feel like, fam, I don't get a break from anything like from from work, from the kids, from anything. And I signed up for it. I love my kids. I know that I, I know that a lot of things that I say sound like I'm I'm complaining. But please understand, these are my babies like these are my dogs. I will I will do anything for them. You know, but we human. And, and like I said, I'm not raising kids. Um, these they, they're my kids, but they're they're my friends as well. So they get on my nerves. You know, they do. But I love them and I get on their nerves, too. And, you know, we we get through it. But like I said, it's it's the stress of work is crossing over into that. And I don't like that. Like, I want to be able to deal with everything that I have to deal with as I'm supposed to deal with it, because that's it. I have to. Right. I'm a human. Like I'm like this is just this is what it's about. Um but knowing like like I said, like knowing that essentially I have to be in an uncomfortable situation 
because I'm reliable and others aren't. Now, that is where, dang, this fly is getting on my nerves. Um, That's where I have the problem. And that's where it messes with me mentally because the negative side of me says, all right, you need to start calling out. All right, you need to... You need to tell them, no, you're not doing that assignment. You need to stop answering questions. You see what I'm saying? Because I feel overwhelmed. I feel stressed. I feel bothered. And so that creates a chaotic, like, vortex in my mind. I've always wanted to be able to be reliable to my kids, right? My relationship with my biological father is very shaky and it has a lot to do with inconsistency in the relationship. And so for me, I'm like, all right, when I get kids, I don't care what it is. I'm going to be there. I like, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Right. And so in doing that, it's like, they don't see another parent. They don't see, like, besides my brother, Duck, they don't really, like, their mind shifts from me and Uncle Duck. That That's just what it is, right? And their uncle is in Missouri. Excuse me. Um, And again, I don't want to make it sound like I'm stressed to the point where I don't want my kids, I, like, like, I'm complaining because, like, they're my babies and... And they're my responsibility, and I love it. I like, I love being a parent. I love it. I want more kids. Um, but just, just having that one statement of, you know, you're reliable, and 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 I'm like, dang, like if I'm so reliable, why don't I get? Why don't I get the opportunity to say I don't I don't want to do this? Because to me, reliability means that I'm willing to do whatever um, is asked of me in the position that I have chosen to accept. Right. So if I'm if I'm that reliable and I'm, I'm that much of an asset to you, I'm that much of an asset to, you You know, uh, it to your company as a parent. Why don't I get it, the opportunity to say, OK, why don't I get the opportunity to say I need a break? I'm burnt out. My mental, my mental is is being affected by this. Um, being an introvert, going through my own personal mental issues, having to put that aside to deal with regular work—that's difficult. But again, I signed up for that job. I get it. They don't. They don't really care that I'm going through. You know, this mental funk. They don't care that I'm fighting. You know, what I'm fighting. It, and and I mean, I say they don't care. They're not built that way. Like companies are not built that way. Right? What you go through after you get off work, you you you're supposed to just deal with it, even if it interferes with work. And then, you know, they're like, oh well, they 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 put it in place to where you have to take these leaves in order to get a break. 
And it, it shouldn't be that way. I should be able to go to work and work in peace and 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 do my responsibility, let it be what it is. I should be able to, you know, uh, get a break from, you know, parenting because I didn't sign up for this. And I think that's what it is, is that I've always wanted to be a family, right? I, I'm, I'm not the... I'm not the, I just want to have a baby with you type person, right? Like my intent is family, right? I got married, had the kids, that didn't work out. The boy stayed with me. Cool. My daughter's mom, I hadn't, I had, my intent was family, like I'm not I'm I I wasn't dating, I'm not dating, I'm not doing that to to pass up time, right? But once you know, once she was pregnant and 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 said, you know, I, I can't live with you with with all the boys, like that let me know it was no matter what I did, it the relationship was never going anywhere, right? Even even while she was pregnant, that let me know right there, like, that would never go anywhere. So as I'm going through being a parent and, and being a, a parent who's single, like, and I'm going through all those stages of that and just thinking about it, like, damn, like, it's because I'm reliable. The idea of who I am is 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 appealing to people because I'm there and I'm going to do what I say that I'm going to do and I'm going to, you know, do it consistently. And the problem is, is that whether you beat up on me or not, in my mind, I said I was going to do it. So I'm going to do it. Because, I uh, again, I go back to last week, I feel like if if I'm defending you. You know, and I'm defending the kids and I'm doing all that. All you got to do is worry about me and and, and we all good because I'm going to protect you and I'm going to protect the kids. And Tuesday, like I was so like I was so triggered by being called reliable. Because I have such a bad I have uh, such a bad relationship with that word. I have a such such a bad relationship with that. Um, with that action um, stemming from because my dad wasn't reliable in my mind, I'm going to do everything opposite of what my dad did without understanding. And then I became so reliable in, in, in my jobs that, you know, I'm overwhelmed and I get all this extra work and all these extra duties and no extra pay, but just all of this and is because I'm consistent at what I do. My sons believe in me and they come to me and they ask me and they, you know, and, and everything comes my way and all this because I'm reliable to them, I'm there for them. Like they, there's not a, a shadow of a doubt in their mind that I'm not going to ever be here for them. In that, I have to lose and give up and sacrifice so much of me. I know this sounds selfish, but I'm selfish. I told y'all the goal is to learn how to be selfish properly. The goal is to learn how to not give up all of you, but give away the the, the pieces of you necessary to get the job done. That's where I'm learning now. That's what I'm trying to get back now is... 
learning how to give just the right amount that fulfills my responsibility, but also helps me as well and, and, and keeps me sane and, and keep me afloat emotionally, mentally, uh, spiritually. And so with everything that was going on this weekend or, or this week, like it, it was difficult. It was difficult. Um, I was going through stuff with the business, just trying to 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 get what my customers need. So um, I've been looking for big and tall items for, you know, for my folks, because they're they're either like. The people who who have consistently support me so far, they're pretty tall and or they're plus size. So for me, I'm like, all right, I got to I got to cater to them. I got to I got to find out, you know, where those type of products are, because they're making a sacrifice and supporting me with the things that I have. The 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 least I could do is get something geared towards them. And so I've been looking and it's just been, it's created a frustration because it's so hard to find that type of things for what I'm trying to do. It goes back to 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 the looking for the the, the jumpsuits, right? The tracksuits. Two years from the from the time I started the business up until last November, December, it was two years that I was asking for them suits. And nobody and, and I got no assistance. So now my mind is like, all right, bet. This is my demographic right now. It's plus size, uh, plus size and big and tall or uh, big and tall. So now that I identify that, I'm like, all right, bet. That's that's what I'm looking for. So now I'm about to scale everything down and and focus on. My demographic, that's what you that's what you go into business or that's part of learning your business. Right. That's part of, you know, um, it's part of research. It's part of just understanding, like where your target audience is. And for me, that's where it is. So I've been looking, searching for this, searching for that. And I'm like, man, I can't find anything. I'm frustrated again, all over again. But this time it's like, all right, what about what's the goal? The goal is to get the items that fit my folks comfortably and still be what it is. We're athleisure company um, and somewhat fashion, I guess. Um, But now it's like I'm at the level of the business that it's time to change the course, right? Now we're at the stage in a business to where I have consistent customers, even though you know, I don't have 20, 30, 40 consistent customers. The cu- the consistent customers that I have, they've done a lot to keep me in business for two years. So now we're escalating to a more hands-on thing. It's scary. It is. Because now you're at, you, you are starting to remove the middleman from everything. Now is you, the manufacturer and your skills to learn how to uh, hand make the things that you want to make for your people. And the idea of that, the idea of, of 
of knowing that this is the next step that I need to be at. The idea of knowing that I'm too reliable to get a break at work. Uh, the idea that I'm so consistent with my kids that they don't see another human being for, for any type of help. The idea of that it creates a level of stress, but the emotional endurance that I have is because of all of that. I've been training like everything that I went through as a child, everything that I went through with my 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 parents, everything that I went through with siblings, uh, health. All of that has built my emotional endurance to a level that I'm not going to break. I'm not going to break. Like I've experienced so much death. I've, uh, you know, I've experienced so much loss and I'm still standing. I laugh because my mind is, I always think about, um, Antoine Fisher. Um, when he was like, you know, I'm still standing. I'm still here. I'm strong. Like I always think about that always when I, when, when I'm ready to give up, when I'm ready to quit, I always think about that. Right. It takes so much emotional endurance to get through through life and you have to take those lessons. And, and, and that's what hit me in my frustration of uh, basically being told I got to do this because I'm reliable. So it's like, I know you're going to be at work every day. I know you're going to, you know, get your productivity every day. I know that what you do is quality work. So you got to do that. For my kids, I know that you're going to dad all day. I know that I can come to you um, for this. I can come to you for that, whether it's school, whether it's cooking, whether it's girl. I know I can. So I'm going to do that. But everything that I went through as a as a child, as a youth, it prepared me for this. So it's not that I'm going to give up. It's not that I'm um, um, uh, I want to make it like I sound like I don't want to. I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm in that I'm in that backstretch of the 800 where it's like I know at some point I'm going to have to kick it in gear, but I know right now I just need to stand straight and float. I know I have to just get level ground and a consistent stride so that I'm able to keep this pace and keep this power that I have in me, but also be prepared to explode to the finish line. I've been through too much to give up. I, I've I've had too many situations that uh, uh, that challenged my emotions to to give up, even through frustrations, even through the battles, even through the mental battles that I can't control. Like I really like when I'm in those moments, I'm really looking at all right, what can I control? Like I told you guys before, I can't control the mood swings. I can't control the darkness. I can't control it. But what I can control, I, I try to. And so having that trigger me at the beginning of the week, feeling like, you know, dang, like I'm being punished for 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 being a stand up person. I'm being a, a, a punished for being consistent. I'm being punished for having a good brand. I'm being punished for all these things. I'm getting frustrated and I come across this TikTok. Yeah, you, I'm pretty sure y'all know how social media work. Come across this TikTok. I don't know who need to hear this, but don't give up on that business. Don't give up 
on yourself. Keep doing what you're doing. It's going to pay off. And if you know me and how I work, uh, like, you know, me and, 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 and the things that I post on TikTok, it's always stuff that is encouraging people to get to the light. That was the first time that I saw something that stopped me in my tracks. And again, I'm a person that I always say, I don't think that I'm, I'm, I'm so profound, more than I feel like a lot of times the things that I say just hit people when it's supposed to hit. That was one of those things to me. Yeah, that's simple. Somebody would say, oh, well, how did that change you or how did that affect you? Because it hit me when it was supposed to hit me. Because this week could have been the week that I gave up between the 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 frustration of dealing with what I had to deal with with my kids. Right. On top of feeling like. I'm being punished for being reliable on top of feeling like, man, something not clicking with the business. And, you know, everybody is saying you need this funding. You need that funding. You need this marketing. You need that. Like it's so much stuff. There's so much stuff that everybody is putting on you. And when you are going through high anxiety, high depression, Everything seems like it's talking to you. Everything makes you feel like when that person says your business is not doing good because you don't know how to market. You need to do this. So you're looking at this and looking at that and looking at this. And then you're getting frustrated because you're seeing other businesses do well or appear to do well. And it you're human. Right. I'm at a disadvantage because. I'm already fighting what I'm fighting and trying to build a business at the same time. I opened up uh, infinitely complex productions in the middle of the pandemic because I needed something to get me through. I needed I I, I needed something to, to to focus on, and I was able to do it right. And I'm still able to do it. But it's but this week here like that, that you're reliable triggered me because I want to be reliable, but I want to also be 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 calm. I want to be reliable, but I want to be at peace. I want to be able to say, hey, you guys hit me up peacefully flawed or peacefully flawed or poetic properties on uh, on Twitter, poetic properties podcast on IG, uh, poetic properties podcast on good pods. I want to be able to say that and be able to offer something. I want you to be able to offer something to me because there is these moments to where everything is my mind is closed. I can't give, I can't receive, and I don't want to be I don't want to be there. This emotional endurance that that I have like it pays off, but it takes a minute for me to to do. It it, it takes a minute for me to to center myself enough to give or receive. Right? And it's difficult. So that really tore my week up. Like I like I've been dealing with that literally every day since like Monday. Like, like, why does why do I feel punished for being reliable? Like, I know that's not that's not a healthy thought. That's not a healthy place to be in. But I really, you know, I try to I try to do that, you know, even even with my kids, because. It's important. It's important for me to teach them from the things that I've gone through. It's, it's important for me to just tell them what I've gone through for them to paint their own picture, create their own narrative, um, 
from the things that I tell them, right? Like today, uh, I was going up to to Junior's art booth, right? And my youngest son, Bossy, he asked me how long did I play? Uh, how long did I play football? And I answered him. Um, I was like, oh, I played football from when I was six. And then I played it um, like 21, 22. And he's like, man, that's a long time. I was like, yeah. He's like, uh, how long did you did you run track? And I'm like, oh, I ran track from like the time I was nine until uh, 12th grade. So he's 10. He don't know no better. He's like, so why am I not rich? And that started a very, very interesting conversation. Like, like I told y'all, like I'm not, I'm not offended easily when it comes to to really much anything. I'm not, but especially when it comes to my kids, I'm also not the dad to, you know, put a hundred on ten when my kids are talking to me and stuff because they've heard stories about me, you know, being good at football, being good at track, or or being good at poetry, whatever. They've heard stories, but I'm not the, I'm not that guy, and so I had to make a decision, right? I could I could make it like life is unfair and you know that's how the cookie crumbles or I could just I can be honest because life is unfair and the reason why I didn't get an opportunity to play football in college it's unfair. He don't need to know that. He don't he he don't need to know what happened. And so I simply said to him, I wasn't good enough. And so his face was like, like what? Like, cause again, he's heard stories. He's heard stories, you know, whether it be from me, um, and and I'm not I'm not the extra Al Bundy type guy, like rather, and when I say for me, I mean like me just conversing with um, their uncle Brandon or uh, hearing their uncle Duck talk about football. Because my my brother uh, Duck, he's a, he's just a legend from Pop Warner to um, to college. Like he's in his college Hall of Fame. Like that's how that's how good and like he is at, at ball. And so his expression changed like like in his mind it's like like wait what what you mean you wasn't good enough and so I'm like no 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 I'm like I don't think you understand me like in my neighborhood fire you know my city great um I even you know made all defense on you know CIF like my state right and well Southern section. So Southern California, I made all defense. Um and that's big, right? That's 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 big. Like in, in track in in uh in my city, my neighborhood, you know, I was I was known, right? But nationwide, nah. I wasn't. 
I didn't have the opportunity to because I start uh, feeling like the girls was more important than school. Um, I start feeling like school was stupid and, you know, they wasn't really teaching me anything that I was going to learn in or that I was going to need in real life. And so my grades started to uh, to suffer in high school. Um, and then the, the opportunity that I had to uh, go to Washington State, uh, the coach at the time told them they didn't want me. So I never got that opportunity. That was my Washington State was my one opportunity that I um, that was a that was a clear opportunity I was supposed to get, and the coach was like, "No, nah, you don't want him." And so that was it. I went to junior college uh, for a year or two, and then I just started working. Um, got married, whatever. For a split second, like I, that, that fucked up my ego because his face changed and it was like I don't know if it was confusion or disappointment or misunderstand I like I don't know what it was all I know was the amount of emotional endurance it takes to get to a point to where you can tell your kid like look them in the face and say I wasn't good enough It's high. And he's 10 and he don't he don't really get it. All he knows is either you're good enough or like he don't really get it. He don't he don't get the logistics of um of what it takes. And he's like, but dad, you you know, you did this and you and you did that. And I'm like, yeah, I did. I was fast, you know, I was good in the 800, I was good in the 400, I was good on the relays, I was good on football, good in poetry, but life. And he's like, well, are you okay? And I'm like, no, but yeah, because I have responsibility. I'm like, I, I'll be fine. I'm like, you see, you know, I do my poetry, I, I, I write the books, I record the albums, um... I run this door and stuff like that. And he's like, are you happy? And I was like, whoa. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm happy. I'm comfortable. I said, but you're not going to be happy with everything that you're doing, Right. Because happy is is perspective. Happiness comes from um, happiness comes from how you handle the situations that that you're going through. Right. And so I'm happy with being a parent because uh, of the fact that I, you know, have faced uh, death health wise on multiple occasions um and face death multiple times from you know being stabbed and uh and or shot at or jumped or hit by a car or whatever right and so i'm happy in that sense that you know i'm i'm here and i'm clearly here for a purpose I'm clearly here because there's greatness that 
that I'm supposed to to achieve. So I use that emotional endurance not to quit, not to give up, not to be sad that I'm not rich, not to be sad that I didn't make it to the NFL, not to be sad that I never, you know, made it to a professional track team and or Olympics, not, you know, to be sad that I didn't go to a four year college. That emotional endurance allowed me to look at those things and not really look uh 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 accept them as failures more than it was like, all right, you got to push to the next level now, whatever the next level is like your road to success uh, uh, is not going to be the conventional way. And so as I'm talking to my son and I'm telling him like, you know, I enjoy being a parent. I enjoy writing poetry. I enjoy everything that I do. But am I happy right now? No, because I'm not at the space that I'm supposed to be when it comes to what I'm doing. I'm in the learning phase of what I'm supposed to. You know, I mean, I'm in the learning phase and that learning phase is always grueling. It always is. Like, that's why for me, I'm big on 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 learning everything that I need to learn before I lead and then teaching and then moving to the next phase of learning. I'm always I've always been that way mentally. Like, I'm not I'm not the person who is willing to just learn, 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 learn and and follow. I'm just not that person. But I'm also not the person to try to lead before I'm ready. So everything that I've been through, everything that has come up against me, everything that I had to fight through, whether it's life or death situations, whether it's uh, dealing with police altercations, whether it's dealing with family stuff like that. Endurance is key. If your endurance is, is if you if, if you don't have emotional endurance, you're going to fail every time, every time. Every time I remember, you know, being young and uh, be like one of the first things that builds your uh, emotional endurance is, is that no. Right. No, you can't have no candy. What you do? You cry. No, you can't have no extra extra juice. You're frustrated. No, you can't go outside. No, you can't go to your friend's house. No, you can't go, you know, to the dance. No, you can't go to, you know, the the Friday hangout. Like, that's emotional endurance. Them knows. Them sneaking out and getting caught. That's emotional because you because you got to deal with the punishment after that, right? And so I've always paid attention to that as I'm growing up. I never knew why it was going to be important as I, you know, became an adult, as I became a parent, as I became um, a working or as I started working in corporate America, deciding to run my business. I didn't know at the time that I was going to need it. I had no clue. I had no clue that that. That endurance is needed because you're going to go through a period of you not getting no sales whatsoever. Like right now, I have my poetry books, right? Pieces of Me, a book of poems by me, Kevin Complex Howard, right? I have 42 books left. The poetry is dope. 
Not because I said so, because people have said so, right? Nobody is buying these 42 books. It doesn't stop me from doing poetry, right? Without emotional endurance, I would quit because I would be like, well, if the poetry was good, why aren't the books selling? The emotional endurance allows me to say, okay, maybe people don't got the $15. Maybe, maybe I haven't made it important enough for people to want to give the $15, right? I've been through so much and I've seen so much at this point that I'm able to see from multiple sides of a situation. This is why I always say, like, for me, I'm not too big on other people's perspectives as a result of things that affect me, because I've nine times out of 10, I've sat and I looked at this this part and said, all right, but what about this? Okay, but what about that? Mm, But how about like I've done that when it when it results to me. So the failure of 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 me not going to to college, the failure of me um, choosing to to choose girls and and friends over over uh, keeping good grades, like in real time. That was dumb. It still is dumb. But seeing my friends go to college and and uh, seeing uh, like and I'm talking I'm not like when I say friends I'm not talking friends as in people that like I knew from a distance I'm talking about people that I ran with daily getting uh, NFL opportunities um, uh, shout out to to Big Clink and Mike Dub um, going to four year colleges um, getting their degrees. Um, starting their own businesses and being successful in the in in whatever way that they are, right? Without those moments like today, I'm grinding. I back then I could have I if I would have just if I would have been focused enough to say nah, I'm I'm focusing on school and even though it seems like I'm never going to use this. I know that I need it in life. Um, so I'm going I'm to pay attention. I wouldn't be right here today. I feel how I feel about certain parts of education. But now in my, you know, in, in being 39, like history, uh, uh, science, um I want to say like the language type court, like uh, uh, foreign languages and stuff like that. Like I could have, I could have used that tremendously in what I'm trying to do now. Like, because I, there's history in apparel, there's history in poetry. Um, Knowing different languages helps me get different, you know, people in my business um, deal with different vendors that, you know, may not, no English. So it's certain things that I thought was dumb then and feel like our school is not going to do this, but it was a gateway to me learning the next step. 
Emotional endurance allows me to erase my ego and say, all right, cool. I was dumb. I was young. I didn't uh, I didn't have anybody to really push me to to even want to be able to understand or do that. Um, But I'm here now and I recognize it. And let's get to it. So for the last two weeks, I've been learning Spanish. Right. My homegirl was like, yo, you heard about this app? And I was like, "Uh, nah. She was like, download it. I was like, all right, bet. So I've been learning Spanish the last two weeks. I'm about learning right now. And and I, I have opened my mind up uh, to understand that I don't have to be doing the thing that I'm trying to learn to learn about it, right? Right now, I'm in the business of 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 apparel. I'm in a business of poetry and and um, and spoken word albums. Right, that's my business. Podcasting, uh, being an author, being an artist, and uh, being a designer, what have you. Right. I don't have to look at apparel. I don't have to look at a poet. I don't, like I can look at a chef. And learn something for from them that I need in my business. I had to open my mind to to be able to accept that. Because it's natural that our ego says, I can't look at another poet because if I do something, it's going to be stealing from them. Because when you study something for so long, you do begin to mimic certain things. That's why for me, I study Nikki Giovanni. I study Langston Hughes. I study uh, Maya Angelou. But I don't just study their poems. I study who they were. I look for things that people say about them. I look for interviews um, that people speak on their character because I can learn from that. I don't want to be them. I want to be impactful as they were to me, to to younger poets. I want to be able to be free in my speech um, and and in my poetry so that people understand what was going on in this time. Right. I want to do all of those things, but I don't necessarily have to. To study that specific thing, I can look at an interview and learn about Maya. I can learn, I can look at an interview and learn about, about like, I, like, I can, I, I don't need to know them specifically, right? That's something that I had to open my mind up to. It takes this emotional endurance not to quit, not to quit on your family, not to quit on um, your job, not like, no matter how frustrating it is. And don't confuse quitting in isolation. That's that's different. What I mean quitting is is when people are actively trying to to be right when uh, and, and like be right by you as you are by them, right? When when you are being treated fairly at work, when you are trying to do business and you are you know you are being fair with your manufacturers and they're being fair with you and and vice versa. Like that's what I'm talking about. Emotional endurance is needed to to be at that place because without that, the ego is so bright and so loud and so wrong, but we don't know because we never been through nothing. 
We never had to have that condition. And I talk about, uh, I often talk about um, the years that I've had in sports of hell week. I never knew that those moments would be so important to me in what I'm doing now. Like right now, I'm at the I'm at the beginning of my third year, right? So basically I did two years of hell week. It took me two years to figure out really what I want to do with my with my apparel brand. Because I needed to learn. I needed the conditioning. I needed the understanding of what was okay, what was not, what I, you know, what I could handle, what I couldn't. It took me this 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 time period to to get in the right headspace to to uh, headspace to accept it. We often complain about the things that we go through and it's too hard and it's difficult and this and that. And we not we not taking the lessons from it. We're not taking the lessons from it. I was talking to, you know, my homegirl and she had said something to the effect of. If I'm wrong. You know, I need people to be able to to tell me I'm wrong and not, you know, be biased and um, and tell me what I want to hear. And I said to her, I said, well. If you telling me you wrong and you are identifying your flaws, what good is it for me to double down on that? I don't need to tell you what you already know. I don't need to like if you see your flaws, that's you 10 step ahead. You 10 steps ahead of so many people. You don't need nobody to to double down on your flaws. You need somebody to to point out the good part because clearly you don't see the good part. It takes emotional endurance to get there. I sit here and I'm, I'm I'm going through stuff for the business. I'm sitting here and I'm figuring out stuff from work. I'm like, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm 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 recalling. I'm I'm taking notes of the nose. I tell y'all, it's important for me to teach my sons because, or it's it's important for me to teach them how to handle no. I don't want to get a call that that my son is in jail because he couldn't handle a no from a, 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 a relationship, male or male or or woman or man. I don't I don't know what they're gonna end up doing. I never want to get into. I never want to get a call from anybody saying that one of my kids are hurt because someone told them no and they reacted in a, a violent way, reacted in an overly emotional way. Um, I never want to get a call that you know. They couldn't handle it. And so I teach them, it's okay. You're not going to get what you want. You're not. You're not going to always get what you want. You're just not. That's not how life works. 
that's building that endurance for them. I don't say no often to them, but I, I, I tell them no enough for them to understand, like, all right, maybe that's not the best decision for me. When I tell them no, I always give them reasoning. I'm not the no because I said so. Like, even when I'm like, when I have to fake tough and I'm like, because I said it, like. Once I'm like relaxed, I'll be like, all right, this is why I said no. Like, I can't go to sleep with with without explaining to them. This is the no. And this is why, because I don't want to be the. This is hurting me more than it's hurting you, parent. A lot of us are affected by that to this day, and we don't even understand it. I see so many people still saying, oh, these kids need whoopings, or it couldn't be me, it couldn't be that. When I was little, I, I got a whooping, you know, for this and for that, and I'm fine. No, you're not. Because why are you saying, why Why is that so prevalent or so uh, um, clear in your mind to even say? I'll be trying to forget the whoopings that I got. I believe that, you know, everybody needs to be punched in the face by a peer. Like, I believe that's where the, that's where that teacher needs to come from outside of the house. Like, I feel like a lot of people haven't been punched in the face for, for, for violating certain things, but I don't, I never feel like that should come from the parent. Like, that's like, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like that endurance needs to be handled because you like you are not following the rules that your parents have verbally taught you and uh, by example taught you. And you go on the street and, you know, you step on somebody's shoe on purpose or, you know, you do something and, you know, the reaction is that. And then it's like, oh, I shouldn't do that. Like I should use my words. I, I, I should behave in a respectful way. That's like. How I think it should be. I mean, I'm not a, a, a doctor, a therapist, whatever, but I've been punched in my face. And I know that for me, uh, I started one fight. I got punched in the face, uh, got dangled on a fence, got put in a headlock, um, got my ear like, like fired on like maybe 15 times in a row. What that taught me is mm, you shouldn't start fights. That's not that's not your speed right there. You don't have you don't have the adrenaline uh, and the bravado to start a fight and keep that anger going on. Because once you get hit, that's like, oh, man, I got hit. But if you hit me first now, it's just ah! like I have that like I got to defend myself. It's weird, but that's what it is. But emotional endurance gets you there. It's understanding that gets you there. I think about the things that I failed at a lot. Excuse me. And I take notes about it. And the reason why I take notes is because the lesson that failure is, it 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 just creates 
so much more peace in the end. If you can get out of your ego, if you could really, you know, sit and say, okay, this is where, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not. Like I said to y'all last week, I'm learning how to market because I suck. I suck. I don't know. I don't know what to do. One, I don't know what to do. And then two, it's like, even if I do know what to do, I'm an introvert. So it's difficult because I have to be the one to do it. I have to be the one to put myself out there. I'd be trying to have conversations with people and then... I'd be two seconds into it and be like, I shouldn't have did that. Like I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have reached out. I shouldn't even start that. But that's something that I'm working on. That's something that I'm observing. That's something that I'm aware of in myself that um that I'm trying to deal with. I'm trying to deal with that. I'm never in I'm 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 never afraid to to learn and implement. I'm never afraid of that. That's something that I can honestly, honestly say that when I'm going through certain things and trying to to learn certain, it doesn't matter how frustrated I get. Like I might scale back, right? I might scale some things back, you know, in regards to the store, but I'm not quitting. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not, I, I refuse to. I refuse to quit because it brings me so much peace. If, if, if I don't sell another thing, right. The idea of being able to just create something and put it out there is so fulfilling for me. So I'm not going to quit. Like I said, I have, I have people who consistently are like purchasing things, right? It ain't 10, 20, 30 people, maybe three people, Maybe five, five max, right? I'm going to keep creating for them five because of what it represents. That's five people who understand what peacefully flawed is. That's five people who have accept, accepted and, 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 and have a high level of emotional endurance that they're able to get the, the, like, the merchandise and the apparel and be happy with it. And then also be able to tell me, Hey, and I like this, but we got to figure this out. That's how I, that's how I got to the conclusion of, all right, bet from now on, I'm searching for big and tall items because my guy DW was like, yo, this this is the second time he he's got something for me. He's like, I like it, but the critique is this. And now I'm like, all right, bet. Like, you my number one customer. I I have to I I, I gotta find something for you, my guy. I have to. I could easily get offended, like, man, every time he gets something, blah, 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 blah. But this is the thing. He gives something, he give me a critique, but then he gives something else. So it's something about the brand that he appreciates. This is not just, this is my homeboy no more. Like maybe initially it was like, all right, you know, because he's very big on supporting um, black business. And so maybe mentally it's like, all right, I see him really trying, um, so I'm going to give something. That was years ago at this point. At this point, I think it's going on two years that I've known him and easily, 
easily he's my number one supporter. He's my number one supporter. And so the fact that he is willing to purchase and he's not a what the hell? He's not a person that's gonna sugarcoat it. Fam, I like it. This is this, but my guy. We got it like once I wash this, I think I'm six feet. Like once I wash this is over. So we gotta figure this out. A lot of people would complain and never like like a lot of people would purchase, post something negative or say something negative and never support you for the sake of that's just how the world is. So when you find people who who support you and will critique you, but still support you on the next thing and and basically support until you get it right. It takes emotional endurance. It takes you to to have that that feeling of I can't I can't give up on on this. It's that simple thing that makes you believe in yourself. It really does. It it, it really like if without that with like. If I was if I was weaker emotionally, right, I would hear him say I would only hear him say. The critique, I wouldn't be able to see the support. A lot of us quit because we feel like we need 10, 20, 30, 40 supporters. We need to be rich by this time with that. I know sir, I know a lot of people who've been in a business for almost a decade and may not even have a consistent customer. I'm going to keep investing in me until I'm able to make a profit. I'm going to keep on making this stuff for you know, uh, for the people who support, for the people who understand. This is why, like, why I say, like, you got to do it because you love it. You have to. Without the, without me being shot at, without me being stabbed, without me being jumped, without me, um, being divorced without me having uh, without junior having the health issues that he has without me having the health issues that I have without losing Kennedy without, you know, uh, going through the situation with my daughter's mom without going through the situation with uh, with with my ex without going through difficult get difficulties that work without my books not selling without me not getting spins on uh, the poetry albums without all of that, there is no peacefully flawed. All of that built me and brought me to this point. Yeah, all that stuff hurt. Yeah. But it's so much le- it's so many lessons in that that I was able to to obtain. It's so many things that I'm able to handle differently because of the emotional distress that I went through, the ups and the downs, the good and the bad. The it's so many things that like being being 
being shot at, being stabbed, being jumped, uh, feeling like, you know, you might lose your life on in, in health situations, feeling like you might lose your life, uh, having COVID last June and really feeling like I'm at the end of my life. Like those things build so much endurance in you that you you have no idea what you can do after that. So for me, I'm not quitting anything. I'm going to do the podcast. I'm going to do the podcast with one listen, 20 listens, or 100,000 listens. I'm going to do the podcast if only my son and DW listen to Ken. I'm going to do the podcast if it just it's just me. Because this is my therapy and I love it and it and it helps me get this stuff out of my mind so that I'm not going crazy. I'm going to do Peacefully Flawed even if it's just me because I love it and it's therapy. I've been through too much to quit. I want to be represented. I want I want to have something that I can identify with. For me, if other people feel and, and listen to the poetry, listen to the podcast and they, you know, deal with their own emotional endurance and they like, yo, I'm peacefully flawed and they understand it and they take that they take that and make it their own and they begin to to purchase items. So be it. But if not, I'm peacefully flawed till I die. I've come to a point through everything that I've been through that I understand why I am. See, when we when 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 we go through these things and we hurt. We don't get the lesson right away. Because it's the emotions win. And we want it so bad and we love that person so bad and we love that thing so bad and we want it so, so bad that we're missing the lesson and we find ourselves back in the same situations over and over because we want that feeling. We want that thing. We want that that uh, that sense of comfort. And we repeat that hurt constantly. We repeat that confusion constantly. We got to have enough endurance to get through it. A lot of us wouldn't be here today without that endurance that we've built up through the pain, through the tragedy, through the trauma. That's why it's important to take note. I'm not saying dwell on it. I'm not saying, you know, um, like try to try to, you know, Trigger yourself. But what I'm saying is at some point in your life, you have to start understanding the necessity of those moments. You have to start understanding why it was so painful, like why it hurt, because. When it hurt. Like when you are hurt so bad, and I'm not talking about like uh, when you trip over something and stuff like that. I'm talking about emotional. I'm talking about, you know, when you are um, going through relationships, going through work, business and stuff like that. It's important that you 
are looking at what caused the pain, right? But it's also important that you are looking at how you got to that point. How did you get to that point of pain? How did you get to that point where you even allowed um, you even allowed something like that to become painful to you? Right. So that you can build your strength, because once you open your mind and once you're like, all right, I'm not tolerating this. I understand there is a possibility that this can come from this. Uh, once you start thinking like that, then, you know, you're able to reduce the pain of situations. The necessity of of emotional endurance. It's understated as we're growing up. I wish that, you know, the things that we know now, like they say, hindsight is twenty twenty, And I wish that the people who have went through it would speak about it. And not from a place that is is not from a place that is going to traumatize them further or try to hurt them or anything like that, but from um from an educational standpoint, right? It's so frustrating to me that it's secrets, you know, that I'll never know from my elders because, you know, I'm a kid to them. It's frustrating that we missed out on lessons because kids need to stay in kids' places. And I just, for me, I'm changing that with mine. Like, I teach them everything that I that I can. Um, when I see them going through relationship stuff that I went through at that age, I'm not, you know, saying to them, oh, get over it or anything like that. I'm allowing them to feel what they feel. I'm explaining to them my experiences Um my experiences of that uh, same type of situation, what I had to go through, what I felt, um, and still allowing them to to go through it. Because I need them, meaning my kids, I need their emotional, um, their emotional bank to to be dealt with properly. I need you. I need a, uh, the the proper balance of um, deposits. And withdraws as a result of their emotions, and in order for uh, them to have uh, a good emotional credit score, I have to teach them. I have to teach them um, how to hear no and behave properly. I need to teach them how to hear yes and behave properly. Like it's a it's it's equal, right? There has to be balance. Their endurance is going to be built different than mine because they're not in life or death situations. They're um, not in the street life. They're not into drinking, smoking, stuff like that. So um, they're not like even the, the where I am logistically, you know, in the country, like they don't have to deal with what I had to deal with. However, they have to deal with a higher level of racism they have to deal with a higher level of 
um, discrimination uh, because I'm here in Arizona. They have to uh, deal with a very high level of um, fear as a result to police brutality. Um, so they have their own things that they have that are going to challenge them as they're growing up. That's different in mine. And I have to be aware of that. I have to be able to teach them where they're at, not where I was. Um, that's why it's important for me to not do the whole, oh, I'm not like you're a kid. I'm not going to tell you that. No, I'm going to tell you because that's reality. Fighting through this 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 mental thing that I'm going through, um, it creates barriers sometimes between you know me and the kids, me and work, me and my business because um, I don't know a lot, right? And when you are going through these fogs, your mind is is operating in a space that you are unaware of um it creates a chemical imbalance to where you know anything could get to you anything could bother you this damn fly bruh anything could bother you anything could uh could could turn a good moment bad anything could make you um wonder what's what sorry that was me trying to kill the fly um make you wonder what's what and having to be reliable and having to be present and having to to do all these things it takes a lot it takes a lot. It, it 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 really does. I'm grateful that I've been through what I've been through, as scary as it was in real time, as scary as it was being shot at and uh, the fights that I've been in, you know, scary as it was feeling like, you know, um, the fear of being homeless, the fear of being without a car, the fear, you know, all that stuff, man. Like it, it just built so much in me, though. That's how I'm confident now. I'm confident in everything that I do. I'm aware because I had nothing. I know what nothing feels like. So that's why I'm willing to continue to do what I need to do um, to make sure I'm not in the position of having nothing again. I never want to be in that position again. And I want to make sure that people are are comfortable and understand that they don't have to be in that position. Like you don't have to give up. Like the thing about owning your emotions, owning, you know, your business, owning just just ownership in general is that you don't have to give up. You can remodel because it's yours. It's your emotions. It's your life. Um, that's why, like, for me, it's very big for me to allow the kids to be who they're supposed to be. I'm going to help guide you in what you want to be. It's very important because we come from a time to where like our parents just, it's just, you're going to do this and that's just what it is. 
right? Society, like you, you, you go, you gonna bang or you gonna play ball. It's so many things that is that is outside of that that a lot of us probably had opportunities, you know, to do, you know, but. That's just what society had us doing. That's the fear that we were brought up in. And I can't live like that. Everything that I, that I, I like, I didn't go through everything that I went through to allow my kids to go through it the, the same way. I didn't go through everything that I went through to, to do, to continue to do things the same way. I'm consistently learning about business in general. I'm consistently learn consistently learning about apparel. I'm consistently consistently I cannot say that word for whatever reason right now. Um I'm constantly <laughs> I'm constantly learning how to operate, how to maneuver. Um, you know, it takes some time. Like I said, I got scammed a few times trying to learn certain things. So I'm kind of skeptical about, you know, putting my money into it, but it's not stopping me. It's not stopping me. I want us to I want us to get that uh that feeling within us to just not stop. Like I want us to get that belief in ourselves that we don't have to we don't have to. We can remodel, we can re- remove, we can uh, uh uh we can remove what we don't need and we can restructure it and we could uh uh change it around. It's important that we know that. It's important we know. Um, it's important that we we don't or we get out of the fear of change. Right? Like it feels like. It feels like for me, like I'm always in a war. Like no matter how peaceful that I attempt to be, I'm always in a war. I'm always in a state of being prepared to uh, defend myself. Always. And I hate being in that space. I really do. But uh, I'm comfortable there. I'm comfortable there. And I get tired of being comfortable in those spaces. I get tired of being comfortable uh, in the the state of war, and that's why for me, like I I I just I, I isolate because I need my mind clear enough to be able to learn things. I don't want to be um, I don't want to be dealing with confrontation. I don't want to be dealing with other people' attitudes and emotion. I don't want to be dealing with that. I want to make sure that I am in a the, an open enough space so that I can learn. It's too much that I'm trying to accomplish still. And I had a late start because I didn't believe that this was possible. I didn't believe it. But now I I, I accept every obstacle that comes against me. I, I accept it for what it is. Um, yeah, I get frustrated and I'll be like, man, this is difficult. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to figure this out, but I never stop trying to figure it out. I never stop. And that's put me in a position that I am right now to understand and accept that I'm peacefully flawed. I sit here and I'm humble, 
by anyone who listens to the podcast, anyone who supports uh, Peacefully Flawed, anybody who supports the books, whatever. I, I, like, I'm grateful for that. It, took, it, 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 takes, it took everything that I went through for me to be able to sit here and be willing to continue uh, to do what I'm doing for love. Because I'm passionate about it. Because I want to help people. Um, I, I I do these sessions because it's important. It's important. Like there's people who who really listen to to this podcast. Um, it's at least twenty people, like that, really listen to the podcast on a consistent basis and. I, I, I feel like they need it as much as I need it. And I'm going to do it. But I'm going to do it if those 20 people turn into to one. Because it's needed. And one day somebody's going to find this and be like, yo, like, th- like I, I, you never know. You never know. When your conversation and your words and your actions are the thing that saves somebody's life. You never know. So you need to make sure that you live a purpose driven life and you do what you supposed to do. You need to you you have to you have to understand that no matter the darkness, you got to get to the light. Yo, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com for your Poetic Properties merch. Also, you can go to Google Play or Apple App Store and download our app for Peacefully Flawed. It's going to be P-C-F-L-L-Y. Right now, we are focusing on getting our uh, books sold. That's Pieces of Me, a book of poems by me, Complex the Poet. So head over, purchase one, purchase two, tell a friend. Again, that's www.peacefullyflawed.com or in your app stores. Uh, peacefully, P-C-F-L-L-Y. Again, thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast and thank you for all your support. I love you guys. Remember, no matter the darkness, we must get to the light. Peace.